It's not easy being 15. Angela's in love. Angela Chase knows just how you feel. Something has happened between Jordan Carolina and me. Do we confront her? Oh, God. People think we did it. I know. My So-Called Life, premiering Thursday on ABC. He's a genuine, true jackass. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, themed and forgotten from 1994. Hey everybody. We're Look. doing it again. Oh my god, you jumped all over everything. Damn. You did the it. whole thing. I did. Here we are. I did. Here we are. We're here to talk about stuff. I'm not allowed to say what yet because we have to small talk first. <laughs> you know why? Because this is It Happened One Year. A show where we talk about stuff, but first we talk about small talk. Yes. I think that's basically the tagline for the show. Small talk <laughs> plus topic plus weird ending? Question mark. <laughs> yes. It's an accurate uh, uh, show flow, I would say. Yeah. I think everybody's ready for the old show flow. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do. It is. Not, not even to dispense with the small talk, but you know, this, this episode, if you've already seen the title, you know, this is a crazy idea for an episode. <laughs> We don't do, again, a lot of sequel episodes, a lot of yeah. follow-up episodes. We just don't have that those sort of topics. We've done yeah. some when things have occurred to us. But this one clearly was just a joke that sprung from the last time we did this episode, essentially. Yeah. Which I don't even remember what episode that was now. That was, let's see, was, that episode was... was back ways. Yeah, that was episode number 13. Oh. Which came out back in June, was the Blackout Thursday on NBC episode. Yeah. Which I think was so, a Gangbusters episode, if yeah, I recall correctly. I mean, it was great. I mean, there's no there's no bad episodes, no. so they're all in like the not the eight point five to ten range out of yeah. ten. But yeah, that was a pretty good one, I would say. Yeah. It, for those of you who may not remember what we're talking about, it wasn't just about a blackout that happened on a Thursday. It was about the fact that uh, NBC ran in one night a series of their sitcoms that were connected by a single storyline of uh, a blackout, except not all of them. Right. <laughs> Seinfeld bailed on that concept. But that was the evening. And we thought that was, you know, a fun thing to talk about because it's a pretty rare thing that's happened with a, a theme evening for a TV show. Yeah. But what we also thought at the time would be funny was I think I, there's a line we threw in about what was also airing on other networks as though like November 3rd is this landmark day in television history <laughs> across all of television. Yes. And so we realized that the weird pairing on ABC that night and that fall season was my so-called life and Matlock aired on the same night for the whole no, fall. Like no, no possible theme at all. Oh not my even God. Close. Like not even the fact that the episodes could have a theme or that they could somehow be connected, but, but even how do they even have the same audience who was no. watching my so-called life and then just stuck around for Matlock. <laughs> Cause I think there's a logic that like you put shows in a place where other shows can lead into them or you get, you lean on the strength of one show to build another. And, and that's how you build a, a network and a programming and things like that. And this feels like, ABC got to the end of their scheduling and, and they were left with Thursday night and they were like, well, we got these two shows left. I guess we'll just put them there. We got nothing else to do with them. Right. I mean, I think forever the question has always been, how did my so-called life get canceled? Uh, because it was this acclaimed show and it was yeah. popular among the teens. But clearly, A, they're putting it on opposite NBC on Thursday and B, they're pairing it with Matlock. <laughs> so like, oh, my goodness. Seems like some bad decisions were made there. Also, gun to my head, I would have said Matlock was a CBS show. Because doesn't oh. it, it feels like a CBS show, right? 
I don't know that I feel networks in the same way that you do. Oh, I always just think of, of CBS as being the oldest network there is like the el- all the elderly flock to CBS. And so Matlock clearly has to be a CBS show, but it's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't really know what CBS was in 1994. Is this kind of like how you just instinctually know which league every sports team is in? I feel like this <laughs> is like that. You just I know which show, so. which network shows are on. I just thought that was something guys knew. I mean, the further back you go, I have a harder time with TV shows being on certain networks because, again, like things do evolve over time. But like yeah. now I think you could pretty easily pinpoint, well, this is clearly a Fox type show. This is an NBC type show. You know, I think they, they did get they fell into that. ABC, I think very quickly after 94 becomes this all family network for a really long yeah. time. You know, well, I think they had periods where they had dramas. There was this show, this family show called like once and again that was on abc desperate housewives was on abc that's a little Um, later though yeah yeah Yeah. a little later but like this idea of i mean even though my so-called life is geared toward a younger audience it's still this hour drama you know heavy topics and i i feel like there was a place for that on abc that wasn't just you know old people shows right i mean again i think i'm probably generalizing a lot with this like i just tend to think of cbs as as a network that would cater to the elderly who are the only people who would watch matlock as I can attest from the one episode of Matlock I've oh now god. seen, which, oh my god. But first, let's yes. go in order of the night. At eight o'clock, eight o'clock Eastern on November 3rd, opposite Mad About You and Friends was the 10th episode of My So Called Life. Yeah, nine or 10. The 10th episode. And it was the lowest rated thing of the night, as, which shouldn't be a surprise because back then, again, with four networks, the ratings were completely different. But yeah. You know, my so-called life was something that I don't think ever really found an audience. Yeah. So I don't know. We we prepared for this episode in the idea that like I just thought it would be funny to like talk about one of the other nights on a different network, just because I thought you know we're already on this November third thing, so why not? Yeah. But to prepare for this, we've actually watched all of my so-called life up to this point. So the last episode we watched was this tenth episode. I don't know what happens to the rest of that show. I think there's only yeah. another eight or nine episodes. Yeah. Before it it went off the air. Where this is the 180th episode of Matlock we're going to be talking about. You're really coming in at the end. Yeah, this was Uh, the last season of Matlock. But no, I hadn't. So even though I think I was pretty close to the maybe a little young for my so-called life, I had never watched any of it. And I don't think you had either because you were I think it was probably geared more toward the the ladies than than toward you. At least that's probably the way I thought of it, for sure, because it's not what you would think of as a guy show in a lot of ways, but I know I must've seen some of it because everybody's familiar, right? Like all of the actors and most of those actors are pretty specific to this show. Cause I don't remember seeing most of them in anything else. So it's either that or just from watching commercials or promos or whatever. I was the exact right age. Like they're sophomores in high school and I was a sophomore in high school in 1994. So like, that's exactly the right age for me. And I, I don't think I really watched the show. I might've caught parts of it, but I don't think I watched it. No, until now. Yeah. yeah. So we decided now's the time at, in our late 30s, early 40s to watch yeah. my so-called life. I mean, it just it's the and kind I'm of show like, that people always talk about. And we like, oh, yeah. we should probably check it. It's like freaks and geeks. I've never seen a minute of. And I'm like, I should check it out at some point. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so see I, Firefly until way down the road. Like, it's the same. So I think we might have talked about this, but I, I don't think you're supposed to identify with the parents as much as I do, even though we don't oh. have kids. Like, yeah. I'm whenever the parents have problems, I'm like, oh, man, they're getting audited. That's the point of this episode, right? That the parents yeah. are getting audited. No. Yeah, I find that I can't relate to literally anyone on this. Show. <laughs> like, there's no character that resonates with 42 year old me. Like, nothing. <laughs> there's nothing like the dad on the show, I guess, kind of. But like, I mean, that's age wise. But like their situation and like their constant, like just battles with their kids. I, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, I can't relate to anything that happens on this show. 
but it is overall an enjoyable show. I think it's oh, probably yeah. a little overrated. I think people probably remember this show better than it actually is. Yeah. But but it's also because we've gone, we've talked about before, we've gone through the golden age of television yeah. since then. And television is so much better now than it was in the early 90s, especially on a network, that what seemed, must have been risky and kind of you yeah. know daring for this show then seems like nothing now, just standard and television. This must, must have felt like a sort of grittier, more honest look at at teenage life and teenage girls in particular than anything I can think of before this. Yeah. Um, But you know, it was all sitcoms and then like family dramas, but I don't remember anything really like this before, but yeah, I'm not a Rolodex of television. So I don't know if there's anything. I mean, nothing occurs to me as far as like hard hitting drama about teens that I can think of really. Like there probably were shows that had teen characters, but they were probably still centered around the adults. Yeah. But my so-called life is weird because the episodes are almost like modern TV episodes in a lot of ways, the ways that the themes build and stuff, like yeah. the way things work inside the episodes. There is a lot like we're going to learn something by this episode or, or there's like a main thing that then we're going to work yeah. on as far as like, you know, so everybody can improve or whatever. And sometimes it works and sometimes they don't, but like, it's still like we're going to tackle an issue. Right. Yeah. But the episodes, I don't think fit together nicely in an overall sense. Like, I like this show. I like watching it. But yeah. I don't think one episode to the next actually has bears anything on the other episodes. Like, the stuff no. that happens doesn't seem to matter in the overall sense of the story. Yeah, like, even when you think it should. What was the last episode or the episode before where Sharon, her, like, former best friend, and Brian, her, like, doofy guy friend, were, like... Yeah kind of going to get together and then they didn't. And then we just never talk about it again. Like it feels like that kind of, you know, the stories are contained within the episodes in a way that is sometimes a little bit disorienting. Yeah. I I mean, going with the same characters, the weird ghost episode where Angela's like hallucinating this kid who had died at their high school (laughs) 20 years ago, they break into the school. It's like Halloween and Brian, her doofy friend, sort of is like interested in Rayanne who they are two characters who don't have I think any interaction before this episode really like not in any serious way and then like clearly nothing's going to happen with that and now that hasn't that's also been thrown away and I feel like this is like a tool they're using for these characters in a lot of ways Uh, well so the other thing I was gonna bring up is the whole like central relationship on the show is Angela's obsession with Jordan Catalano which it seemed like they like sort of got together and then they just stopped talking right and he's just never around anymore, at least at this point. And I'm like, oh, yeah. where did that, where I mean, did I go? guess that's the, supposed to be the through line of the yeah. season. And, you know, again, you're doing network television. You have to fill a lot of time. So I can understand not doubling down and just every episode is going to be about this. But the very little bit I knew about this show coming in was basically that was Angela yeah. and Jordan Catalano. So the fact that they barely interact for m- most of these episodes, I was kind of like, what is like, what, how does this actually matter? And then it's otherwise it's kind of. You know, Claire Danes yeah. kind of terrible crying acting and and honestly, I uh, Brian Krakow and his almost hooking up with every other female character on the show. <laughs> but he's just such a dork that it's just not happening. So, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think he might hook up with Angela's little sister at some point. Right? I mean, there's <laughs> even that or like his her little sister's like into him at some point. I'm like, how is it that this guy is like the sexual center of this whole universe? <laughs> Brian Krakow. Like it's so weird, uh, but, but no, like the right. other, like the other episodes that center around things, like the parents getting audited, 
is literally like the second or third episode. Like I can understand how like audiences just checked out at this point. Like, yeah. This is what the show's about. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was like the, the B storyline. Yeah. But it takes up a lot of time. I mean, they're, yeah. they're her parents are a huge part of this show, yeah. but they're always the B story. And it's always a little bit like, God, yeah. the mom kind of sucks. And then like, Oh, but the dad yeah. also kind of sucks. And do you remember when the dad like almost had an affair that was like episode two and then they're just fine. Yeah. They just throw that away. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's and again, I think each hour of television is a pretty good show. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think there's been bad episodes. I just don't think they they knit together. It's almost like you could replace all of these characters with different characters in the same scenario and make it yeah. like a, an anthology about and it would be the same thing. But this episode and this episode that aired on November 3rd yeah. has similar has a similar problem where all yeah. of a sudden Rianne has this terrible drinking problem. Yeah. Has never been mentioned before. No, like they've had alcohol before, but all of a sudden Rayanne is like bringing alcohol to school and she's like wasted at school. And then it's yeah. never been a thing before. And the only thing they do is show her mom at home, like drinking margaritas. <laughs> so right. I guess because her mom drinks margaritas, then Rayanne has an alcohol problem, but yeah. she also, you know, is taking ecstasy, which I don't right. remember happening before in the show. No. And I feel like this is kind of a, a typical problem in this show where yeah. they create these things to make this one episode work. And then they're never going to mention this again. Right. Yeah. Like Rand's mom was on a different episode and she's supposed to be this kind of fun bohemian type. Yeah. But in this episode alone, she goes from being like fun, wild mom to like serious, overbearing mom to then yeah. completely careless. And it's all in the yes. same episode. Yes. And these are the only scenes she has. And you're just kind of like, I feel like this is geared too much towards the story and not anything yes. towards the character that it, it doesn't really work for me. So. Yeah, it, it was weird because like, spoiler alert, if you, I mean, you've had 27 years to watch it. So we're yeah. just going to say what happens. But Rayanne gets drunk and takes ecstasy and is like in a bad way. Yeah. And her mom yells at her, leaves. And the kids are so upset about the state of Rayanne that they call Angela's mom to come and they paint it as though Angela's mom saved her life. Yeah. And her mom had just left. Like, yeah. that's not a thing that any mother would do any. No, 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 it, no. it, it was, it, it was crazy. It, it was so weird. It was a strange choice. And I mean, the name yeah. of this episode is other people's mothers. So yeah. that's clearly like what they're oh, trying yeah. to get at. Like Angela's yeah. mother is throwing this party for her parents for their anniversary and her mom shows up and she's a complete pain in the ass. Yep. So like, it's supposed to be that Angel's relationship with her mom and then Rayanne's relationship with her mom. And this is how the whole episode is set up. Yeah. And so they kind of redeem Angela's mother, Patty by having this ending so that it's yeah. not just like, she's always giving Angela such a hard time and she's dealing with her mother and she's adopted yeah. for some reason. Like all of this is, is functioning inside of this episode. Yeah. But that's clearly why that's there. But, the actions of Rayanne's mother are so strange across the whole episode yeah. that you're just kind of like, I don't understand what we're supposed to do with that. Like, yeah, everything yeah. that's functioning there is supposed to reflect on Angela's relationship with her mother. That's it. Yeah. It's on. So and so all this was happening opposite the Mad About You and Friends blackout episodes. Right. This was this was the programming on ABC. They're like, well, if people don't like to watch, you know, young, fun types having hijinks and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've got our serious teen drama about. Brianne's drinking finally getting out of hand five <laughs> minutes into the episode <laughs> five minutes after it's first introduced as a possible thing so it was weird it was a weird choice also but they overall, dropped that her mom was adopted which has never come up before I don't remember that being ever mentioned no. before I don't no. think I mean if it was it was completely thrown away but like her yeah. parents aren't on the show no well, her dad was on that one episode yeah he like yeah. 
they own the company that he used to own or something. Yep. But yep. I, I don't remember that just being a casual thing. I mean, I guess it would have been weird if like, like every time she sees her dad, he mentions that she's adopted. <laughs> that would be kind of a but cruel there, move. But the, I, I think there is something to the fact that they like Angela presents it as if it's like a defining character trait of her mother that she's yeah. adopted and that impacts the way that she relates to to Angela. Yeah. And this has not come up in the first 10 episodes. Right. Which is right. about basically the family unit. Right. And right. Angela and Jordan. Like that's about it. Right. Again, her parents are the uh, they're always a big part of the story like jordan catalano wasn't even in this episode so it's not no. like there are like we always have to have all of these people doing stuff or maybe he would maybe he might have just turned up for a minute yeah. but he doesn't have anything to do in this episode i don't no. think he's even in it he's not at the party he's not uh, no he's not at the party yeah so like he might have been at the school when rayanne was drunk but maybe and krakow's not really in this episode either right so much of this is just angela and rayanne and ricky that yeah, I don't remember anybody else at that party, and I, I don't thought remember. Brian was at the party, but I could be wrong. I don't think he's at the party. I don't think so. Because why would he have left? Because he's not yeah. there at the end. Yeah, I don't think. I, if again, they might be at the school part of it when yeah. Rayanne's just dr- in that weird montage where Rayanne's just drunk doing stuff at, at class. Yeah, she's just running around handing out flyers. <laughs> no, I don't think. And then like the 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 other sister whose name I can never remember. Danielle. Danielle. She right. she has a bunch to do because there's a lot of stuff at the house. Yeah. But she never has real storylines, except for the time she weirdly wanted to learn saxophone because apparently Krakow plays the saxophone, which was introduced in one episode and then discarded as well. I think she wanted to learn the saxophone. <laughs> oh <God>. Whoa. <laughs> She's like 10. So calm down. <laughs> but. I, I, I don't want to run the show one. down. I think it's a good show. I think oh, yeah, it's a well-written show. show and the actors are all good. Yeah. But I do think that the construction of the show is odd and I can understand why it didn't get an audience. Like, yeah, this makes sense to me that people wouldn't have tuned in week after week because why would you? There's, there's there isn't that kind of story going on here. Yeah. So that's my take. My takeaway from what we've watched so far. Mm-hmm. Maybe the last eight or nine episodes are just dynamite and then people are just devastated in the end because there's a cliffhanger. I don't know. Just like yeah. the end of Alf. No one can get over that because they didn't get a finale. Really? Alf? Yeah, Alf got canceled. So it hit, the last episode is like, I think literally the government capturing Alf. Oh, no. They were, they were supposed to do something with that, but otherwise it just ends in doom. So. Oh, I did not know that. So yeah. maybe my so-called life ends the same way. Maybe. The government we- comes and captures Catalana. We'll have to wait to find out. Read. <laughs> He's in uh, high school and he can't read. I don't know how it happened, but there was yeah. that one episode where they had that teacher who was yep. it? It was um Robin Colcord from Cheers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roger Roger Rees. Yep. And he is like their uh, Dead Poet Society style teacher who's like inspiring everybody. And and then he all of a sudden realizes, along with the audience, that Jordan Catalano can't read. <laughs> so, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then he was a perv. What? There was. Yeah, there was something like he got chased out of another school. He was cheating on his. He left his wife. That was he was a perv. He left his wife. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was yeah. just scandalous enough, I guess, for him to get fired. Yeah. But, you know, easy come, easy go. They don't talk about him yeah. anymore. Again, the show just hit Halloween in episode nine. So all of this has happened in the first two months of the school year. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, apparently in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Which we just stumbled across like two or three episodes ago that this show's set in Pennsylvania. No, This Is Us is also set in Pittsburgh. Oh, is it? Yeah. It must be cheap to film in Pittsburgh. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why why would anybody that. set things in Pittsburgh? I don't know. It's a big city without being a big city. Steel? I don't know. Yeah. I don't buy it. Doesn't make sense. There's three rivers. It's a lot of rivers. 
That's true. Can you name those three rivers? No. It's the <laughs> it's the, <laughs> it's like the Ohio, the Susquehanna. Ooh. Is that no. over there? No. no. The Allegheny? The Allegheny. Yes. And the third one. The Monongahela. The, oh, I was not gonna. That sounds like a monster from a fairy tale. Yeah, Godzilla versus the Monongahela. Yeah. It took place in downtown Pittsburgh. <laughs> and the Monongahela clearly won. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was so that was the eight o'clock yeah. to nine o'clock hour. Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See by the portals he's watching. And waiting, waiting for you and for me. Uh, Before we get on to Matlock, in case anybody is worried that like you have now wandered into the second time we're talking about November 3rd, 1994 on network television. uh, I can assure you we will not be doing the other (laughs) two major networks. (laughs) And this is the reason why I thought it would be funny if we come back. Oh, you know, a couple of weeks from now and, and a surprise third episode is we're going to talk about what was on CBS, except what was on CBS that night was the Canadian Broadcasting Company transplant due south, which is not available anywhere to stream on uh, uh. American television, followed by Chicago Hope, which I guess uh, was. Oh, no, Chicago Hope. Yeah, Chicago Hope was on at nine o'clock. ER was always on at 10. I didn't realize they weren't opposite each other. Maybe they were opposite each other when they first started. Oh, I thought ER like the the thing about ER is it was like the only show on at ten, because it because other networks went into the ten o'clock news. I mean that is the way that the chart uh, works. That way is that ABC ran primetime live at at uh, ten, and CBS. I don't know if it was just this night, but they did an eye to eye with Connie Chung. So news ish, if it wasn't exactly local news, it was still yeah. News. I feel like I I correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like I read that that was a thing that like ER was what pushed programming into the 10 o'clock hour. That could be. I mean, I, I don't distinctly remember what te- programming was. It seems to me like it's always been those three hours, but it could be it started then. And I just before yeah. that didn't think of it. That could be. And then Fox that night, we would certainly be able to find uh, Martin and Living Single, which were on at eight and eight thirty. Yep. But at nine was New York Undercover, which even though it must have been popular, it was on a couple of years. It does not exist anywhere. So we will not be it, doing those. Was those it like shows. a cop style reality show or was it a scripted show? What was that? It was just a regular cop show. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. I couldn't find anything remarkable about New York Undercover, but it did run for a couple of years. Wait, was it script? Wait, was it scripted or was it reality? No, it was a scripted show. Oh, okay. Yeah. They didn't really do a lot of the primetime reality shows back then. Yeah. That wasn't really a thing in 90s. I don't know if it was like like cops, you know? No, 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 no. I think it was just, I think it's. It, it sounds like it's yeah. it, like nowadays you would think, oh, that's definitely like undercover boss. You would think that's a yeah. reality show. But no, that was just a regular show. Oh, all right. And Way Due South also, I think, ran for a couple of years. It was like about a Mountie. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a Canadian show that just aired on CBS as well. And that doesn't exist anywhere. If, I think if you live in Canada, you can watch it on some Canadian streaming service, but you can't watch it here. So don't worry, guys. We're not doing those nights. This is the end of us and November 3rd, 1994. Or is it? Mm. We'll leave, you in, oh. we'll leave you in suspense. <laughs> so but Matlock. Now, yes, to move on. What uh, what did you know about Matlock coming into Matlock? I think I knew Andy, Andy Griffith was on it, and I knew mm. it was a lawyery show. That's yeah. it. 
yeah. didn't know how long it ran. I didn't know when it was on. I didn't know anything about I didn't know anybody else that was on it. I knew that that was all that I knew. Yeah. I have never seen a, a minute yeah. of Matlock nope. before today. And even getting this episode of Matlock was tricky because Matlock isn't streaming anywhere, but it does just air randomly on some old, you know, rerun type network. And a couple months ago, when we realized we wanted to do this episode or this yeah. idea, we started to look and see like, when is this episode going to air? Cause it's season nine, episode five. And we had to find this specific episode. So we had to wait a couple months for it, like it to cycle around on reruns. And then we, yeah. we DVR'd it and checked it out. Yeah, it was on uh, Me TV, which, which they said the what Me stands for, which might be a new thing, and and now I'm not going to remember exactly what it was, but it was like it's something about nostalgic entertainment television or something. It's obviously not nostalgic, oh. but it's something like throwback TV is yeah. the whatever I can't think of what the words are, but like that's what it stands for now. I think Me TV is a that's a that's a national network, right? That's not just a Chicago network, is it? I th- I uh, I don't know. I think it's based here, honestly, but I think it's everywhere. I think that's an actual network across the country. But I never saw it before I moved here, so that does kind of throw me off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel like it wasn't here as soon as we got here either. I feel like it, it popped up, and I feel like it was different things, but apparently it stands for Memorable Entertainment Television. There you go. Me TV. Me and TV. it does have that spinoff, Me Too. Yeah. Actual channel. Yeah. But yeah, so Matlock is on there, and I've got to be honest, I did not know what matlock was like yeah i knew it was a lawyer show but i thought it was a serious show yeah and by what i saw here in today's episode 180 i I did not expect that yeah the thing that i feel bad that we can't like determine is if you watch season one (laughs) is it like this or was this because it was at the end because like all shows get a little crazy at the end nine years is a long time but i just want to go through some of the highlights of things that happened in this matlock episode aside from the murder yeah, there is a crime. There's, and a, there's crime. a trial that takes up, I don't know, three minutes. Yeah, the, trial <laughs> the crime almost around. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Andy Griffith and uh, a woman who plays maybe his daughter or some sort of relative or friend. Who's always uh, hanging out in his house. Always hanging out in his house, works with him. She used Somehow. to be a cop, she did say. We learned but, that. Yeah, whatever she did, I don't know. Um, they sang like three songs together during yeah. this episode. Just sitting at the kitchen table and like we'd come back from a commercial and Andy Griffith has a guitar. And yeah. this happened this happened twice. And in one of them, they sang two songs. Yes. And my question is, after all these hundreds of episodes, did he sing hundreds of songs on the show? Yes. Was this a common occurrence or were they filling time? Because when they did it the second time, they also had a long discussion about the fact that she didn't like pimentos in her bologna. And she right. sat there and picked the pimentos out of her bologna, not related to anything. It wasn't like she picked the pimentos out and then was like, oh, this tells me something about the murder. Right. No. That's that's what they would have done on bones. If this was yeah. a bones, <laughs> there's no reason the pimento bologna wouldn't have somehow tied yes. into the crack. Accurate. Right. Yeah. And then for some reason in this same conversation, while they are throwing in stuff about the case, yeah. Uh, Andy Griffith, uh, Ben Matlack also decides to share that he just, he likes tomato sandwiches. Oh, he does. And then she's like, oh yeah, but tomato sandwiches. And like, yeah, that's really great in the summer. Yeah. Anyway, what about when that guy's head just exploded on his carpet? And you're like, what is going on here? Yes. Like the conversation was just all over the place. It was so confusing. So, yeah. so there was the singing and random conversation at the kitchen table. That was weird, but there was a B plot to the murder <laughs> The B-plot was amazing. It was, it was very confusing. So they introduced this guy relatively early in the episode. Matlock like, meets him in the lobby of an office. They're waiting to go meet the, this tabloid leader. Anyway, 
And the guy says to him, like, oh, you know, the this tabloid printed that I had, I was having sex with an alien. And uh, Matlock was like, oh, can you believe it? They make this stuff up. And he's like, no, I am having sex with an alien. <laughs> That's true. But there was some element of the story that they got wrong and he wanted damages for. And Matlock was like, okay, this guy's crazy. I got to get out of here. But over the course of the episode, Matlock spends more time with this guy. At one point, this guy says to Matlock, my alien girlfriend has a friend and she's into you. <laughs> And Matlock is like, all right, I'm into well, that. At first, he's like, this is, he still treats him like a crazy person. Yeah. But then it weirdly shifts where Matlock's into this idea. Yes. And yes. I'm like, how lonely is Ben Matlock? <laughs> <laughs> he first tells people that his friend's alien girlfriend's friend thinks he's cute, basically, like, yeah. oh, she's into me. And I, uh, and he's like flattered by it. But again, um, it's presented as like a joke. Like he's like yeah. this crazy guy and his alien girlfriend, wink, wink. And he's like, he, yeah. she thinks I'm cute. Ha ha. Look at how crazy this guy is. That's literally most of this episode. Yes. Yes. I do feel like when he tells his friend slash daughter slash niece, mm-hmm. um, whoever she is, that, coworker. that yeah, coworker, that the alien girlfriend thinks he has, what was it? A, an, something about an attractive date or yeah. I don't know, something about, uh, I, I can't remember what. I think that's what it was. Name. Yeah. Yeah, so he's attractive. And he was like, and I just wanted to, like, see if that was true. So I'm walking fancy. Like, that's when he starts to turn. Like, I feel yeah. like that is where he starts to, like, flip from this is crazy to yeah. maybe. I think Matlock plunges into senility 40 minutes into this episode. <laughs> yes. And then that's it. I assume that from the rest of this season, he's just a complete blithering maniac. <laughs> yes. So then at the end, he goes to see the guy. The murder has been resolved. The yeah. case is over. He goes to see the guy and is basically just like, are your, is your friend here? <laughs> I'd like to socialize is what he says. I'd like yeah. to socialize. And he like raises, like, like raises his eyebrows like, hey, ooh, you know? Yeah, like, I want to have sex with this alien. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. They just left. Like Matlock <laughs> wants to f*** that alien. And Matlock's disappointed. Yeah. It's insane. Like as it was, <laughs> as the episode's going on, I think I said to you, it would be incredible if this episode ends with the aliens. Like this yeah. is just what this season was. Season nine of Matlock, right? I think the only reason they kept this character in the show is to give you another possible person who killed this guy because yeah. he was involved. It's this tabloid. The episode is the tabloid, I think. And it's like, some skeevy character has killed yeah. this guy, right? Yeah. And so they keep this maniac around. Even though um, Matlock says in like the within three minutes of this guy's like second scene, he's too crazy to have done it. Yeah. You have to be connected to reality. So Matlock dismisses right. this very early on in the episode, but it's still yeah. a possibility. Right. Uh, the guy who plays the crazy guy was on Deadwood. He pl- he was uh, it's Ray McKinnon. He played the cr- the the Reverend yeah. who goes insane over the course yeah. of the show. Also pretty crazy. Yeah, so another crazy character, but he's wonderful in this yeah. in this insane part. Oh yeah. Um but the kicker to this is at the end of the episode, at, in this this is the last scene is them talking and him being disappointed that the aliens have left. You don't see anything, but the guy, his crazy buddy, like references to the window and Matlock looks out the window and gets a look on his face as though he is seeing aliens and then the credits roll. And it's amazing. And I'm like, is every episode of Matlock like this? Like, this is incredible. Like, what happened here? Like, I don't know if it's good television. The mystery (laughs) murder part is awful. It's nothing. Oh, yeah. But this is is amazing. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So as we were going through the episode, I said to Joe more than once, like, I don't think I like Matlock. (laughs) But after the end, I was like, well, all right. I could I could try again. Yeah. I mean, 
I have got to believe this is a one-off joke episode. Oh man. That is not representative of the rest of Matt. Like I, I would guess it's probably a pretty light show just, just from the characters that they've presented on the show. Yeah. I think it has to be right. Like, yeah, I don't see how this could also be a, at some point, a hard hitting drama. It just doesn't yeah. really work that way. Yeah. The other character who's like Matlock's sidekick at this point is like helper. I don't know how long he was on the show, but it's an actor named Daniel Roebuck, who I only recognized from playing Jay Leno in the HBO TV movie, The The Late Shift, about him and Letterman. And that's the only thing I recognize from. But all his character seems to do is kind of just throw out one-liners and jokes. Yep. Like, he serves no function whatsoever. Like, no. they go to investigate suspects, and he is still just sort of making jokes. Yeah. While they're trying to get, like, I'm thinking this is going to be, like, Law and Order, and he is just, like, comic relief. He's, yes. like... Barney on the Andy Griffith show. Like it's just this bizarre. <laughs> why is this here? You know? Yeah. So it just, the whole thing was very disconcerting because I didn't expect it. I thought it would just kind of be a typical procedural. Yeah. Um, where it turns into possibly a science fiction show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And like a sex based science fiction show with when Matt like 75 years older. I don't know how old he is. He's an old ass man. Like. And his lawyering is very much like the way a creative writer would come up with lawyering. Yes. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The courtroom scene is ludicrous. Like in the in the courtroom, he expl- he posited this theory of the murder that none of the evidence really seemed to support. He was just saying that didn't you do this? And the guy kept saying, "No, I didn't. No, I didn't." And he just kept going. And Joe and I were both like, "Shouldn't somebody be objecting? Like, I don't think you can do that." Like, <laughs> so, like, I don't even want to focus on that because, like, this yeah. show is clearly this was at the end of its run. Yeah. I don't know what it used to be, what it was at some other time. Like, it doesn't matter, but. The choices that were made inside the episode for everything else are so strange that it's kind of amazing on one hand, and it's really kind of pathetic at the other. Like, I don't know what to make of this episode of Malik. Yeah. That yeah. aired opposite Seinfeld, November 3rd, <laughs> 1994. <laughs> oh. And I guess they just thought like, yeah, we got this is a gold mine. This is it. I mean, maybe they they realized what they were up against on Thursdays and they were like, we got to pump some humor into this thing. I guess. <laughs> and I mean, this is what they came up with. Yeah. The, again, the nine o'clock hour on that night was Seinfeld and Madman of the People on NBC. Yep. Chicago Hope is on CBS. Uh, New York Undercover is on Fox. New York Undercover is the only show Matlock beats in this time slot. And I, well, again, the ratings don't relate to modern TV watching. So it's hard to say, but like it was got a nine and a half, which is a lot of people for now. It'd be a huge show. But yeah, uh, you know, at that point, Seinfeld got a 20 that week. So like it's, you know, <laughs> it's a completely different thing. Yeah. But yeah, I guess this was their plan for counter programming. But man, ABC was just getting killed on uh, on on Thursday night. Fox beat them, you know, in the I so called life lost to Martin and living single. So like, you know, it was this was not the night for that. But uh, what do you think the logic was between was behind putting these shows together? I mean, maybe they were trying to catch the ends of the of the bell curve, right? They yeah. know everyone's going to be watching Friends, so they're going to pick up the real young people, people who are too young for Friends, okay. and people who are too old for Friends. So it's an age thing, and they're <laughs> like, and then maybe they'll stick around. Maybe they really had this vision of grandparents and grandchildren watching TV together. Maybe. Very I specific. I can't imagine too many grandparents really enjoying the Rayanne getting hammered on ecstasy episode. <laughs> and I really don't think teenagers would have liked what was going on on Matlock. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. There's a there's a, a lawyer character on Futurama that's just a chicken. It's just a rooster. And it's like this southern rooster. And that's Matlock. Like, and that's what I really, the whole episode's reminded me was like, well, this is where that came from. Because I had no idea. I was just like, you know, kind of typical, I'm just a lawyer and blah, blah, blah. And that was Matlock. 
And uh, Is, isn't that um oh what's his what's the rooster from uh, Looney Tunes? Yeah, Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. a little bit. I mean, kind of. It's like Foghorn Leghorn without kind of the the brusque comedy of Foghorn Leghorn. Yes. Like it's just kind of like oh I don't know no better. I'm just a down home lawyer. And that's kind of what that chicken character is on Futurama. Yeah, and that's yeah. basically what Matlock is. So I guess I'm glad we did this episode. I, I'm glad I saw this crazy episode of Matlock. Yes. Uh, yeah. Listeners, it might be a little bit difficult to obtain. But if you get me TV and if you have a DVR, I think this episode is called the tab. It's just called the tabloid. I think it's just called the tabloid. Um, yeah. Find it. Watch it. Love it. It's remarkable. It's amazing. And I'm like really glad that the one episode of Matt, like I saw happened to be this episode. Yes. Cause I feel like if you watched any episode anywhere around it, it cannot possibly be this fun. I feel like we should go to IMDb and find like the highest rated episode of Matlock and watch it and compare it to this episode. You don't really see a lot of individual episodes that get rated on IMDb, but like some, like Game of Thrones, big shows. I would be curious if there's any episode of Matlock that has more than like five rating. <laughs> like, are there really like people's grandparents going, well, that was my favorite Matlock and they're going to do it. So we should see. There must be a list somewhere. Someone must have there made must up be. a best Matlock episodes. Ep- and is this even that... <laughs> Or is this something completely different? I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I don't know. What to I, I don't know. This don't is know. like when Mork popped up on Happy Days. Like, it doesn't make any <laughs> yes. sense. Like, yes. why yes. is this a thing? Like, yes. You know. we, so. we need like a smidge more data, though, to really right. put so, this in context. If any Matlock heads are listening to this, anybody from the Matlock fag club, and you know how to use email, write in and let us know. <laughs> is this what Matlock was really like? Because I, I can't, honestly can't believe it. And I am not going to watch any more episodes of Matlock to find out. <laughs> no chance <laughs> i love the idea that like i intellectually i'm curious about this and i'm not going to put in the effort to find out no i cannot <laughs> waste time watching old episodes of matlock to see if this is what it was like i like to believe that this is this glorious one-off episode because otherwise i think i would have heard about it by now yeah like, did you ever see the old matlocks they were incredible i'd be like what are you talking about like yeah that's like just telling somebody like you should go watch murder she wrote it's dazzling I'd be like there's no way that's true <laughs> You know, uh, and that's just how I feel. Like, so I don't, I don't want to know. So Matlock heads, what would you call them? What are Matlock fans called? Matlock stands? <laughs> yeah. Matlock I stands. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Matt loves whatever you are. Write in and let us know. Is but this what it was all about? It's spelled L-U-V. Matt oh, loves. Yeah. yeah. Matt loves. Yeah. Uh, Andy Griffith, you know, sang the theme song to the Andy Griffith show. I didn't know that. The whistling song. Yeah. There's like, it has lyrics and he sang it. But I don't know if you ever heard that on the show or if that was just like a song. I mean, if, if Matlock is any indication, you must have. You must have. It must have been on there somewhere. We had right? a theory that that was in his contract. He yeah. had to sing like once every, once or twice every episode. Right. So I, I assume there could be out there like a 200 song, you know, Matlock soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him singing old standards. He sings yes. like Red River Valley in this episode. Yep. Like he's just singing old standards, you know, like I can't wait to hear the like the Matlock Danny boy slays. <laughs> crushes it really slaps oh man <laughs> it's a complete banger put it on the club uh well thanks for tuning in everybody this yeah. has been great <laughs> we're never going to cover this again no, no no it's been weird uh but i like it and yeah. so much like uh the alien plot line of the episode of matlock we just watched it's weird and i like it I feel like this this is our episode. This this episode of It Happened One Year is essentially the tabloid season <laughs> nine, episode five of Matlock. This is the one we took the big crazy swing on. 
Yeah. And I think it's time for us to go and have a threesome with that alien. Yeah, let's do it. This is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, I can't even think of an outro for this. This is no. what is there? No. Should what is there just, to talk about? Should we make our best uh, alien spaceship noises? <laughs> yes. Zoom just asked if we're playing music. (laughs) Obviously, we are not. You're welcome, listeners. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. This has been It Happened One Year. Please take a minute to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever they allow ratings. Please follow us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all relevant social media. Thanks. Now take that vision pole and meet me at the vision hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away.